And there were in the same country shepherds, abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them. And the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not. For behold, I bring you tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God, and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Wait for it, wait for it. That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. How many of you guys grew up with that? That, that to me, was, was Christmas. I was hearing that story. And with that story comes food. With that story comes presents. With that story comes family. I remember when I was just a little kid. I was probably four years old. Uh, one of the greatest Christmas I ever had. I don't remember who bought the stuff. I don't remember who did the stuff. But I remember it was the year I realized that there were certain boxes under the tree that had my name on it. As soon as I understood the letter J, I thought, well, if it had the J on it, it must be mine. Now, Jackie and Janet also started with the letter J. So I thought I was getting three times the presence of the rest of my siblings. And I would wake up and you'd open it up. And how many of you guys remember what a big wheel was? Remember big wheels? Big wheels were fun until you turn about eight. And then they were more fun because then you hooked them up to the back of a friend's motorcycle. And then it was like Sonic the big wheel going down the road. But it was, it was magical. And basically what it was was this. I'll just put it up on the screen or whatever. But I would dream a dream. And I'd ask someone I believed in to make a way for that dream to come true. I dream a dream. I want this. I want 560 cute puppies. I, I, want, I want a new phone. Of course, back then, phones had cords and weighed eight pounds, right? I, I want something. I, I dreamed a dream, and I asked someone I trusted, somebody I believed in, to help me with that. Would you help me with that? And sometimes it was the guy at Oakland Mall. You might remember him, and you were, he was there as a kid, too, that he was kind of heavy set, wore a red suit. You know what I'm talking about? Had a beard, you know? Matter of fact, Todd, stand up. He looked a lot like Todd. <laughs> dressed differently, but I'd, I'd sit on his lap, and I, I dreamed a big dream, and I asked someone I believed in to make that dream come to pass, and I shared it with my mom. She'd hand me things like catalogs. You remember what catalogs were? They, they'd come, it was like the Toys R Us, you know? It should have said Chinese junk catalog, right? But it was page after page of dinosaurs and monsters and things you could build out of logs and erector sets and bubbles and magic tricks, and I would just, I dreamed a big dream. And I asked people I believed in to help me with, with that dream. I didn't always get what I wanted. In 1969, we took a trip to Florida, and I came across really one of God's greatest creations, an animal called the dolphin. At the same time, there was a black and white TV show, back when TV was like three channels, not three, 300 channels. It was Flipper. Thank you. I love old people. It was Flipper. And you'd call, and Flipper would come up, and he'd do his thing. So one year, I asked for Christmas for a dolphin. And I sat on everybody's lap. I made sure everybody knew what I wanted. I dreamed a big dream, and it, it didn't come to pass, but it never stopped me from asking for the next thing and believing the next thing. Does this make sense? The faith of a child cannot be deterred. I believe what I believe. I really, I was over at my friend's house next door in the Irvines, and I was walking back thinking, it's, it's Christmas, so I know what's going to happen. In the backyard from last night to today, someone has erected a giant glass tank like SeaWorld. 
And in there are at least two of my favorite animals. I'm going to name them Fluffy and, you know, whatever you'd name a cat or whatever. And I got there and it wasn't there. But, it, you know, it, it didn't even blunt the joy of being together, opening gifts. It was magical. Everybody say magical. Stuff just, stuff just came and stuff just disappeared. The sandwich, the 14-layered sandwich of liverwurst and raw onions and pimento cheese and everything in the refrigerator went into a sandwich. And in the morning, there was nothing left but crumbs. Cookies were gone. The carrots were gone. Obviously, something magical had happened. And in its place were all these wonderful gifts that had J's all over them. I'll never forget what Christmas was like as a kid. Now, when I became a teenager, anybody here in your teenage years, it changes a little bit, right? Because it's like, you know, sitting on that guy's lap is just a little weird now. And frankly, he's not enjoying it either, you know? It's a living. But I, and you're, you're just kind of left with this. I, I kind of know how things work now. I ask for very specific things that cost a lot of money. I'm just saying. You know, it's just one of those things, right? I, I want a car. I want a phone. I want a computer. I want a Ferrari. Not for the peanut gallery. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like I, and, and, but those things can't always come to pass. And sometimes it's like I... I there's, it's also about comparison. Like, how come all I got was a stupid bike and my sister got these things? She got a car, I got a bike. Like, who do you love more? It's weird how it changes when the magic goes away and it becomes kind of more practical. And then I got tired of people telling me what to do, so I joined the Army. And man, Christmas in the military, it is a sadness convention. No one is where they want to be. No one is with the people that they really want to be with, and everybody's broke. And when you open the gifts, you know, it's the military, it's the mail system. God bless the federal government, but it always shows up about two weeks afterwards. And by then, the cookies are broken, and the stuff's gone, and you've moved on to the next thing. And it, it was always very disappointing for me. I, I remember one time I got in the back of a pickup truck. It was 30 below zero at the windshield factor, and I rode in the back of the pickup truck from Michigan to Florida. I was dressed in everything I owned, emptied my duffel bag, got into a, 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 a sleeping bag, zipped it up, and was just trying to survive. After about four hours, I couldn't take any more. I banged on the window, I said, and I sat up front. There were four of us sitting in the front seat of a pickup truck just so I could be with somebody that I, I love, my mom, my dad, at Christmas time, and went down there. I was AWOL, by the way. Don't tell anybody. Good thing this is private. Yeah, good thing I was just a private when I got out. They can't buck you down lower. You're the lowest rank there is. So I just remember this, this feeling of it just... It's just lost something. It isn't what it used to be. And then something wonderful happened, and I met Dina. Uh, January 14th will be our, our 35th wedding anniversary, and, and this is our 35th Christmas together. You know, maybe 36. I always get confused when you have to do how many years in advance or whatever, but maybe 35, 36 years we've been together. And that, that thought of, I finally have someone that I can make this magic again. I can surprise her. We were so poor. Like, our gifts were like physical touch and words of affirmation. You know what I mean? Youth pastor, 12,000 bucks a year, you're living in a crack house apartment, ministering to our neighbors who are vomiting in the toilets next to our bedroom at night, things like that. It, 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 they're happy, hungry years. But I, I remember that, like, here, I got this for you, and I borrowed money to do it and didn't tell her about it. That's called generosity, by the way, not lying. Just so you know, when you're young and poor, it's just, and you better be generous because it costs three times as much by the time you pay it off. But here's a necklace with a, with a real genuine artificial lab-grown jewel inside of it that I got, you know, by putting quarters in until the right one fell out. <laughs> I put the quarters on a credit card. Same thing, though. I'd open up something from her. I'd be like, how did you even know? Well, I've been watching. I've been listening. I've been 
paying attention to your needs, your wants. I, I conspired with your family members. I got together with a pastor. I talked to some of your friends. And so here's the sketch. It was just, it was just magical again. Does that make sense? And I, and I started learning something. When Christmas was all about me, it was always very disappointing. But when it was about somebody else, it, it never was. It couldn't be disappointing, right? We became parents because that's what young people do. And, and we were... Uh, I, one night, I guess I walked past her too slowly. Something happened, and all of a sudden, Josh, right? We've got our son, Pastor Josh. He didn't come out as Pastor Josh. He came out as a, a screaming blob of cottage cheese-covered humanity. And, and I'm trying to, like, figure out what to do with this thing, and he's trying to figure out what to do with this thing. And, but, man, it's funny. Like, as he began to, like, realize the things that I realized as a kid, let, let me ask every parent in the room. Do we agree that being a child on Christmas morning is pretty awesome? But which is having more fun? The child opening the gifts or the parent or grandparent that wrapped them? Who's having more fun? It's, 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 and that's what we learn is that it's actually more blessed, Jesus says, to give than it is to receive. There's something about this holiday that reminds us that the people we love deserve a moment of honor, a moment of thoughtfulness, a moment that expresses our love. And so we, we do everything we know how to do. And again, if it's words of affirmation, meaningful time, physical touch, whatever your love language might be, if that's all you can afford, then do it really well. Write a, write a, write a poem, write a limic, rub feet, whatever you would normally do, do that, right? But I remember my, my favorite Christmas of all time, childhood, adulthood, grandparenthood, was in 1995, um, actually 98. We came here in 95. We took a cut in pay from being youth pastors to come here <laughs> to be the senior pastors. So we went from poor to like government cheese poor, like, like bologna, Kool-Aid, mayonnaise, white bread, wonderfully happy, content in the will of God, but with, with nothing, absolutely nothing. And I remember, I remember this, uh, this one year, the Sega Dreamcast came out, 1998. Now, that's an antique. How many guys in this area right here, the peanut gallery, how many guys know what a Sega Dreamcast game system is? You ever heard of it? One person, you're into retro games. You can't find stuff for it anymore. But in 1998, it was the Tickle Me Elmo. It was the Barbie Dreamhouse. It was the gift. And it only cost $299, or about two full weeks of pay. And our kids, not knowing, because they asked for dolphins. What do we want for Christmas? All we want. This is the older one conspiring with the younger one. This is what we're going to say. Say this. All we want is a Sega Dreamcast. It's like, well, you might get underwear because you have a grandmother. You might get pajamas. You might get socks. You might get a, you know, a, a, a gift that looks strangely like the gift you got six months ago in your Happy Meal that's now been wrapped in a newspaper that we got for free from the Tri-County Times. Hallelujah. Merry Christmas, right? But a Sega Dreamcast is way outside the box. Well, guess what happened, guys? That year, we got hired in at General Motors, and uh, for two weeks, we worked for Christmas stuff. Well, it's not we had the money, but you couldn't find them anywhere. No one had them. And just as God would ordain it, we had the right gift, the right resource, the right time, the right place, and we paid $299 plus 6% Michigan sales tax, so $443. <laughs> and we bought that bad boy. Now, we drove our beat-up Taurus. It only had forward gears. Reverse didn't work, so you had to park in the right spot. But we drove it all the way to Oklahoma. Now, you talk about we drive by faith and not by sight, right? Dina's parents were out there, and we're going to celebrate Christmas together. We had this great hotel room. You could rent it by the day, by the hour. It was a wonderful place, right by the military base. It was 18 bucks a night, and they left the light on for us. You know what I'm talking about? So we, that's where we're going to spend Christmas. Hallelujah. And, but it was time now to open gifts. We wanted to open that with just us. 
I've got, I've got a four-year-old and a seven-year-old, and they're on the bed, and they'd settle down because we stopped putting quarters in it <laughs> on, the, on the other side. <laughs> one of those things you say that you shouldn't YouTube. Don't, don't YouTube that one. <laughs> and, uh, and it's time. And there's the cartoon wrapped, you know, duct tape, whatever we had around, glued together box. And, and I said, this is your special gift. And Mom and I were just holding hands on the other bed, and we're looking at them. And as soon as they tore that first thing open, they saw, they saw the Sega Dreamcast. And it, it didn't get unwrapped. Like, it's so funny to me, and you got to hear this. That gift was utterly and completely forgotten the next moment after they realized what it was. They opened it, and this is, this is why it's the greatest Christmas ever. When they saw what it was, they looked away from the gift, and they looked up at the giver. And they jumped from one bed to the other, tackling us, little kids in their pajamas. And they, and they said these words, un, unscripted, unknown, a moment beyond our wildest dreams. And they said this, thank you, 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 thank you. And they're dancing, and they're jumping, and they're high-fiving, and they're hugging us again. And it... It made all the cream of hot dog soup sacrifices. All the leftover burritos from Taco Bell, 10 for a buck ramens, all the stuff that we had to do to make that trip happen, to stay in that luxury resort, driving that beautiful car, <laughs> to give that one gift. And what I'm saying is this, guys, and I, and I hope you're hearing this. There's another gift we should talk about on Christmas Day, shouldn't we? For God so loved the world that he gave his one and his only son. You think, you think that Sega Dreamcast cost us something? We had to prepare for it for quite a while and eat a lot of stuff that we wanted to eat. Imagine what God the Father had to do to relate to us in that moment where he had to give us something that we desperately wanted, we desperately needed, and there's no way we could do it without him. When God gave his one and only son to not just show up, but, but to be, to show us what heaven looks like on earth, to show us what life could be, to show us what love actually feels like, not just what was written about a thousand years ago in some sacred book, but to look us in the eye and heal our diseases and move to the inside of people's hearts. Prostitutes were becoming prophets and everything was being radically changed by this one gift. And, and I would just say this today, like if this is the day that you hear, it's like it's Christmas and, you know, it's part of our tradition, that's, that's wonderful. But get this, there's a gift somewhere for you that cost your heavenly father everything. And he's been waiting a very long time for some of you to open it. And, and just one more thing. Just imagine with me, if you would, what if they, they'd have opened that and saw just what it was and they put it back and they put it aside and they said, Dad, I'm just, it's just too much. Like, or Dad, I, you know some things about us, but we are on the naughty list hardcore. We don't deserve a gift like this. What if they'd have said, I, I've heard there's a gift, but I don't believe in gifts. What have they said the things we say to God as it's Christmas morning? Because to Jesus, every day is Christmas morning. And he's got this wonderful day for you, this wonderful experience for you, this wonderful life for you. And we keep saying someday, like, like the lies we tell ourselves about getting in shape in 2024. Like someday is today. And someone is Jesus. And somewhere is here. And some time is now. It is Christmas morning, and the greatest gift that will ever be given has been given. All that's waiting is for us to open the gift. And as they did later that day, they hooked it up, the RCA jacks, 
They got out the boop boop blip 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 boop boop beep. Oh, you do it again. They played like there's volume, and let me tell you something. In that hotel room, we needed volume at times to overcome some of the other things that were loud. Merry Christmas. And they played loudly with it until it was time to go to sleep, until they were exhausted. We let them play until they're just like, bleep, 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 you know? Why? Because it's Christmas. And I'm, I'm telling you this, like, I'm not asking you to enlist in some sort of religious system. You'd be missing the meaning of Christmas. I'm saying you have a father, he loves you, he's prepared a gift for you, and all he asked, all he wants, all that was in his heart when he gave it was now that you become his and vote his way and work this and take on this morality diet. No, things will change when you're, when you're changed as part of the family, but that's, that's, that's what happens in the family. The family is what's important. So I just close with this thought. Hear me. All he wants for you is today to open what he has given to you and play with it loudly to the delight of the giver. That's, that's what Christianity is, guys. Christianity is opening the gifts of God daily and playing with them loudly and enjoying the blessings of God. And sometimes you don't get the dolphin you ask for, but you play with what he has given you loudly and you enjoy it. You still here? So let's do this. Let's just see who wants to open a gift this morning. Would you bow your heads for a moment? Close your eyes. We are just a few moments away from mass-produced, once-in-a-lifetime Chinese food. Oh, God, bless and kill whatever is in it. Amen. <laughs> but before we go enjoy a meal together, let's just do this. Father, I pray that in this room, if there's anybody yet that like, you just haven't understood, they, they thought it was different than what it really is. It is just as simple as Christmas morning being a father that gives gifts. It's just as simple as being a child that asks and believes. Nothing's changed. That's why, it, that's why it makes us cry. That's why Hallmark has made a, a living out of this stuff. It's, it's about your heart. It's about reaction. It's about a moment where it all comes together. And I pray, God, as I've been praying, that this would be that moment for many people. Boys and girls, moms and dads, grandmas and grandpas alike, there's a gift. And if it's yet to be open, there's nothing sadder than the holiday coming and going and seeing gifts unopened because the person didn't or couldn't, or wasn't able to. So today, God, I pray you give everybody this grace to receive what you have for them. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. Jim, today I'm ready. I'm ready to receive the gift. I'm ready. I understand what it cost the Father to send his one and only Son, so that whosoever should believe in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. Life that, that doesn't start in heaven, it starts today. Death is not my Savior. Jesus is my Savior. I start living when I receive the life given for me. So, Father, I pray right now. Make their hearts ready. I'm going to count to three. Today, you're like, this is it. It's time to open it up, man. I've been putting it off. I've been waiting. I didn't understand. It wasn't my tradition. It's not my thing. Whatever the reasons are, come on. Think about what he paid for to give you what he's given you. Think about the reaction that he's looking for. He's been waiting from the foundations of the world for this moment right now ready to open it and play with it loudly to the delight of the giver. When I come to three, if that's you, I want you to raise your hands. And again, please close your eyes, bow your head so that there's, a, there's an atmosphere of privacy. Well, Jim, if there's privacy, why should I raise my hand? The Bible says this, that faith, belief, trust, 
without works, without some connective tissue to action, it's, it's like you're not even believing. So this is a very simple but important step in your walk with Christ, that you, you would take this risk, you take this step of raising your hand. Are you ready for this? It's time to open it. On three, here we go. 30 seconds to eternity. Make your decisions right now. Imagine the look on Dina and I's face as they grab that box. Imagine the look on God's face as the box is now in your hands. What will you do with it? Are you ready? If you're going to open it up today, I want you to raise your hand when I come to three. One, two, three. All over this room. Raise your hand. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, God. Yeah, God. Yeah, God. Father, today we jump into your arms and we just say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I want to lead you in a prayer this morning, if I could. And, and if you know what to say to God, don't worry about it. Like, don't, you don't have to take my script, but sometimes it's a little hard to know what to say to God. But I would just say this. If you don't know what to say to God, that doesn't mean you shouldn't talk to him. A little child walks up with a red face on a hot summer day with an empty glass and goes, wah, wah. You don't say, well, you didn't say it right. <laughs> you know what he wants. You can see it in his eyes before he said anything. God knows what you want before you can find the words to say it, like what you think is correctly. Just talk to him. If you don't quite know what to say, then let me give you a few words to get this started. Would you pray this prayer with me all over this room? And even more so, like I, I, I'm a believer, I've been a believer for 50 years, Jim, but I want to create an environment around those who may be praying this for the first time where they don't have to feel singled out or alone. So let's pray this together. Will you do that with me? If you will, say amen. amen. Not right now, let's go to God right now in your heart, in your mind. Come on. Go to the gift right now. Go to the Father who gave it to you right now and say this with me. Say, Jesus, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. It's just what I wanted. I open this gift today, and I'm going to play with it loudly. <laughs> I trust you. I believe in you. I prefer you. I choose you as you have chosen me. Forgive me of my sins. Take away everything that stands between my heart and your heart. You are Christmas. From this day forward, I belong to you, and you belong to me, and I'll see you soon. Amen. Amen. Merry Christmas. May you never forget, may you never forget, may you never lose in the midst of all the gifts and all the puppies and all the, may you never forget the feeling of being intimate with God because He gave a gift that bought the whole thing for us. Amen. Amen. Would you stand to your feet? We're going to pray over this meal that is waiting for you as you walk out the doors, I believe. Hey, can I give you guys a gift? My sermon is done 12 minutes early. Merry Christmas. What is that? What is that? No, I, I, I'm, I'm storing it up for next week. Love you guys. Hey, I, the pajama thing, you know what this was? It was just, let's be a family. So as you're eating today, you can eat in here if you want to come back. It's got like little to-go boxes with all the stuff, like 
personal size portions in it. The children's auditorium, the youth auditorium, the tables in the cafe area, it's all yours. The one thing we'd ask is this. If, if you could, we're here with our kids today, and it's their church, and they love to run around. Let's not have them run around with rice. Because a box of rice can be spread thickly across the entire building simply. So if you would, while there's food, just like you would in a restaurant, please take personal responsibility for your children. Is that okay? And if you don't want to, that's okay. You'll find them locked outside in the cold. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. All right. Father, thank you for this meal. Bless it. Thank you for these gifts. Bless those who receive them to play with them loudly for the rest of time. We thank you, God, that Christmas morning is a taste. It's an appetizer. It's a, it's a deposit guaranteeing what is to come. There's so much more on the other side of this life, God, to still be enjoyed. It's, it's an amazing journey, and I pray as we've taken steps this morning in it and towards it and for it, giving our first offering of a banana, raising our hand for salvation, speaking to a microphone in church for the first time. God, I pray bless these things. As a family, let's enjoy you, each other, and your blessings together. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. amen. So if I were you, I would have sat over there. Happy New Year. On your market set, go. You're dismissed. Get out there. Have some fun. Bye, buddy. Thank you. Merry Christmas.